Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. So nobody ever told me uh, told me this truth. You probably already know this because you're smarter than I am. But when I surrendered my life to Jesus in high school, I kind of assumed that my life would be easier, that, that my life would be better. And to be honest, for the first six years of my Christian walk, it, it was. I lived a pretty charmed life. But all of that came to, to a shattering halt uh, after I graduated college. You see, when I was in college, I served with this Christian nonprofit. Uh, and and I, I'm trying to figure out how to humbly say this, but I was incredible at it. And I was great at reaching out to high school students to the point where people told me, and, and I felt God was calling me to serve with this group full time. And so I went on staff with this nonprofit. After college, I moved to Athens, Georgia, and, and I thought, I was going to be great at it. I thought it would be easy for me. Uh, the way that I did things made sense. What I learned was the way that I did things didn't make sense to the people who I reported to. Uh, we got in fights about different things. One thing we used to get in a fight about were, were the shoes I would wear because I wanted to wear flip-flops. And we would fight because he wanted me to dress more professionally like an adult, have my collared shirt tucked into my jeans or to my khakis with closed-toed shoes. Closed-toed shoes. And, and again, I, I fought my boss about this. Quick side note, in the future, when you're working for somebody and they say, hey, dress like this, dress like that. Don't, don't be that guy. Don't be me. Don't be the idiot that I am. But so to, to be uh, you know, smart and to be a good listener, I went to the store and I bought these things called snooks, which A, are hideous looking. If you have some, they are. Two, they felt like flip-flops, but they had like a cloth covering over them. So technically, they were closed-toed shoes. And so I would wear those with my shirt tucked in and, and my boss and I would still fight. Well, that wasn't the only thing that I had issues with. I also struggled uh, raising money, fundraising. I struggled uh, wanting to be a part of an adult community in a community that one, I didn't live in, two, I wasn't sure if I would live in three years down the road. And there were other things uh, on this list that I, I didn't do, I didn't like. Well, two years into this internship, uh, I was sitting down across from my supervisor for our one-on-one, and, and he said, Emilio, I love you. And I think you're great at hanging out with high school students. I think you're great at hanging out with college leaders, but. And then he began to, to list the things that I struggled with. He, he began to, to tell me the things that I wasn't doing well or doing right. And he ended the conversation by saying that they weren't going to bring me on for year three of this internship. And come April, I was going to be looking for a new job. And I remember being so just angry and confused and hurt. I was engaged at the time, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to provide for my family, for my wife. How was I going to help provide a home? And I remember going home and screaming into my pillow, crying into my pillow, yelling at God, God, why would you let this happen? How could you let this happen? And this happened. Uh, in the screaming, in the crying out, 
I actually got closer to God than I'd ever been before. I, I wonder if, if you are like me in, in this sense, if you think being a Christian means life is going to be easy. I'm guessing right now as you're watching this, you, you're learning that just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that life is easy. You're, you're surrounded by, by this news of, of COVID-19. You, you're surrounded by struggles. You're, you're quarantined at home. You've probably had lasagna for the fifth night in a row. And, and things aren't as easy as maybe you thought they're supposed to be. But you're scared to cry out because as a Christian, you think you're not supposed to. To be a good Christian means to be obedient, to, to be understanding of why God is doing this. Well, tonight, I want to encourage you, it's okay to cry out. In fact, I want you to cry out tonight. And here's something else that's cool. We're in great company as far as crying out goes. I'm going to read Psalm 13. It's a psalm written by David who is crying out to God, the same David who God anointed to be the great king of Israel, the same David who God says is chasing after his own heart, he's crying out. So we're going to read Psalm 13. The first four verses say this, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider... And answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice, because I'm shaken. These are the words of somebody who is crying out, who feels distant from God. And I recognize these words. Because these are the same words that I cried out when I was let go from my job. These are the same words that I want to cry out today because of everything that's happening around me. David is crying out because he feels distant. He feels like God is playing this mean game of hide and seek where God is no longer showing his face, where David no longer feels God's gaze upon him. I feel the same way. And then I want you to notice this. In just the first two verses alone, David cries out, How long? He says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me? How long must I take counsel in my soul? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? How long? These are the same questions that we're asking today. How long will COVID-19 be a part of our everyday life? How long will I be quarantined at home? How long until there's a cure? How long until we can get back to normal? Maybe for the seniors, you're asking how long until I can graduate? How long until I can go to prom? We're crying out, how long? I think sometimes we think it's not okay, but here's my first point. It is okay to cry out to God. And as I read these verses, and I'm going to read verses 5 and 6 here in just a second, I recognize that David isn't just crying out because he feels distant from God. He's not just crying out because he feels alone. He's crying out because of the relationship he has with God because he knows God. He knows that God isn't distant. He knows that God has not abandoned him. Here's what verses five and six say. 
but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. My second point, it's okay to cry out to God because he loves us. He's not abandoned us. His steadfast love endures forever. We rejoice in salvation that comes from Jesus. You see, in his steadfast love, he has given us Jesus. He sent Jesus not just to die for us, not just to conquer death for us, but to show us that he has not abandoned us. He has, he has become man and he has walked among us and, and he, through Jesus, reaches out to us. One of my favorite accounts in, in the Bible comes from Matthew 14. And it's when Jesus is walking on water. Jesus has just fed the 5,000 and now he's, he's, he's speaking to them. And after he's done talking to, to the 5,000, he tells the disciples to go ahead and get on the boat and, and to go on. They're moving on to the next town. But before he goes, he needs to spend time with his father. And so he goes off to the mountain. By the time he's done, he comes back and the boat is way too far. And Jesus, like any math major or math whiz, knows that the straightest or, or the quickest way between two points is a straight line. So instead of going around to meet the disciples on the other side, he just decides he's going to go for it. He walks on water. And, and as he's walking on water towards the boat, the disciples cry out, It's a ghost! They, they don't know that it's Jesus. And then Jesus says, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And then Peter my man Peter answers him, and I'm going to read Matthew 14, 28 through 31. It says, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I love this. One, because of the faith that Peter has to be able to step out of the boat in the first place. But two, because Peter's like you and I. He's, he's walking towards Jesus. He's walking towards his friend, his teacher, his savior. But then he gets distracted. He sees what's surrounding him. He sees the wind and the waves, and he fears that he may sink. And then he begins to do the very thing he's scared to do, is going to happen. And as he's sinking, as he's drowning, he cries out, Jesus, save me. And Jesus reaches his hand and pulls him up, says, Oh, you of little faith, why did, why did you doubt? Or in other words, Peter, when I'm with you, don't you know it's going to be okay? You see, God sends Jesus to reach out to us, to remind us that it's going to be okay. You see, I, I don't know if you noticed this, in Psalm 13, David is crying out and he makes peace with God, but he's still surrounded by the enemy around him. Peter is pulled up by Jesus, but he's still surrounded by the water and the wind and the waves. For you and for I, we're still surrounded by the news of COVID-19. We're surrounded by by what we're str our struggles, we're surrounded by anxiety and depression. But God 
through Jesus reminds us that it's okay, that we're going to be okay, that through Jesus we're saved. So tonight, I, I want you to do two things tonight. The first one is this. I want you to cry out. I want you to, 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 like David, I want you to grab a pen and write down maybe four to six sentences, but just crying out to God, how do you feel? If you're angry, tell him that you're angry. If, if you feel distant, tell him that you feel distant. Be honest, be real, cry out. And after you're done with that, I want you to spend time writing down the truth that God has never left you, that God knows you, that God sees you, that God loves you and that God through Jesus reaches out to us to tell us it's going to be okay. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much that you did send Jesus to let us know that it's going to be okay, that you did send Jesus to save us. Father, may we rest in that truth and may we grow closer to you every day. May we cry out knowing that you hear us. Jesus, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Love y'all.